I want to take up where we left off uh, a couple of weeks ago in 2 Samuel. Uh, we're in 2 Samuel chapter 15. And it uh, feels like Satan hadn't want us to get to 2 Samuel. We've been interrupted so much, but again, uh, we're in 2 Samuel chapter 15. Uh, again, let me, let me go to the Lord in prayer just for a minute. Heavenly Father, again, we just... We just come to you and thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that you've poured out on us. Lord, we're in circumstances at this time that are like none we've ever been in before. Our world is in turmoil. This pandemic has everything upside down. and Lord, we just know that the one thing that remains is that you are in complete control. Lord, we just thank you for that. We praise you for that. Lord, as we open your scripture here this morning and look at that example in, in, in the life of David, we just ask that, that you would just reach out and touch us. Though we may be at home worshiping together via online, Lord, that doesn't keep you from being ever-present and in the midst of us. We just ask that you would continue to bless us, guide us, and direct us, and just pour your love out on us. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 2 Samuel chapter 15. And now, David has welcomed Absalom back in, in the end of the last chapter, and, and, and forgiven him and, and, and welcomed him back with open arms. And we're going to see an example here in Absalom's life of pride. Uh... We all have, have to battle pride from time to time. It's, it, it creeps up in our lives uh, at the least expected moment uh, for me. Uh, but we're, it's a prime example of when we lose focus on who's in control and who we're serving of what, what can happen and, and what can take place in our lives. So let's, let's pick up in verse 1 of chapter 15 of 2 Samuel. After this it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. Now Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way of the gate. So it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision that Absalom would call to him and say, What city are you from? And he would say, your servant is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, Look, your case is good and right, but there is no deputy of the king to hear you. Moreover, Absalom would say, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, and everyone who has the suit or case would come to me. Then I would give him justice. Now, you can see here in Absalom's mind, he's already formulating and rising him or raising himself up above a place of where he, he should be. Now, I know each and every one of us can take a minute and, and think of someone who fits this bill. Maybe even ourselves at times have fit this bill where we, we've decided that we were more important than what we really are. And we might even put our place ourselves in a place of authority that we don't have any business putting our place in. And let me remind you that God is the one who puts people in places of authority in our lives. God put David in as king, 
And we can see here that, that Absalom, in the pride that's in Absalom's life, he's trying to elevate himself. He thinks a whole lot more of himself than what he should be thinking. And he's, he's, in, a, he's in a place where he's about to try to elevate himself to a position that God hadn't placed him in. And that's dangerous. So verse 5, And it so it was, whenever anyone came near to, the bow, uh, down, to bow down to him, that, that he would put out his hand and take him and kiss him. In this manner, Absalom acted toward all of Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of men, the men of Israel. Now it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said to the king, Please let me go to Hebron and pay the vow which I made to the Lord. For your servant took a vow while I dwelt at Geshur in Syria, saying, If the Lord indeed brings me back to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said to him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. Then Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in Hebron. And with, when, and with Absalom went two hundred men invited from Jerusalem, and they went along in, uh, innocently and did not know anything. Then Absalom sent for uh, Ahithophel, the Gileanite, David's counselor from his city from Gila, while he offered sacrifices, and the, and the conspiracy grew strong, for the people with Absalom continually increased in number. Now, Absalom is, he's got a big old web he's woven. And he, he is, he's got all these people that he's, he's working. I know we can all think of somebody like that in our lives or that we've been in contact with. That he's manipulating folks. He, he's, he's slowly working them toward his side and his favor to get them on his side so that he can, he can elevate himself to the position in which he wants. Well, that all may look like it works at times. But rest assured that God is ultimately in control. And Unless he blesses and puts these people in a place of authority in which they're trying to get, it will never be successful. The same thing applies in our lives. We are to wait on God and, 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 and let him open the doors for us to, to put us in the positions, whether it's in places of authority, whether it's in a job, whatever it is in our lives, it, it is he who puts us in those positions. It is he who blesses us through those positions. And if, if we elevate or put ourselves in a place from where he hadn't ordained or he hadn't blessed, it's going it's, it's to be trouble. It's going to be absolute trouble. And, we're, and we see that here with Absalom. Now, let, let's take a look here when David finds out in verse 13. Now, a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. Now, you think for a minute, Hey, gun, this has been going on 40 years. How has David not seen this? Well, I don't know. I can't answer that. It doesn't tell us, and I'm not going to speculate. But, <coughs> excuse me. The, the messenger came to David and said, The hearts of the men are with Absalom. So David said to all the servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let, let us flee, or we shall not escape from Absalom. So there's a, there's a clue right there that David already had an inclination or knew the heart of Absalom. You say, well, why did he let him come back in? I can't answer that, but I, I do know this. The Bible tells us to forgive. 
to offer forgiveness to those who have wronged us. What does it say? 70 times 7? So David was being responsible to what he knew that he was supposed to do according to God's word, and that was to forgive Absalom. Does that mean that Absalom's not going to commit a trespass against him again? No, absolutely not. But David's trusting in the Lord when he forgives him and allows him back in, which is what we're supposed to do. So David said to his servants who are with him in Jerusalem in verse 14, Arise and let us flee, or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servants said to the king, We are your servants, ready to do whatever my lord the king commands. Then the king went out with all his household after him. But the king left ten women, concubines, to keep the house. And the king went out with all the people after him and stopped at the outskirts. Then all of his servants passed before him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, 600 men who had followed him from Gath passed before the king. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, Why are you also going with us? Return and remain with the king, for you are a foreigner and also exile from your own place. In fact, you came early yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today since I go? I know not where. Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. But Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives and as my lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my lord the king shall be, whether at death or life, even there also your servant will be. So David said to Ittai, Go and cross over. Then Ittai the Gittite and all his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. All the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people crossed over. The king himself also crossed over the brook Kidron, and all the people crossed over toward the way of the wilderness. There was Zadok also, all the Levites with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down the ark of God, and, and Abathar went up until the people had finished crossing over from the city. Then the king said to Zadok, Carry the ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and show me both it and his dwelling place. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you, here I am, let him do to me as seems good to him. Now, I just want you to look for a minute at the attitude of David. David's attitude, now if we remember about the life of David, again, no greater warrior. If, if any human on this earth shouldn't be have any fear in his life not that David does or any any scaredness it wouldn't be David because he is not scared or shy to go to battle physically but God has done a work in David and softened his heart through all these 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 times that we we've, we've been going and, and looking at the life of David and David realizes that it doesn't matter what he does physically or how he rises up physically. If God doesn't want him to keep the kingdom, he's not going to keep it. The same thing applies to us in our lives. If, if we come to a place in our lives, at a crossroads in our lives, 
where maybe there's change ahead of us or maybe there's not, but we don't know. What we're supposed to do as, as, as God's children is humble ourselves before him and submit ourselves before him and, and wait on him and, and, and give him the, the, the due honor and glory and say, Father, if, if you would have me to move or do this, I'm going to honor and glorify you. If you have me to stay right where I'm at in the circumstances that I'm in and, and, and take all of this away that, that, that you've given me, I'm going to give you the honor and glory. Think about Job. That, that was the attitude that Job had. Man, what a tough situation uh, to be in. But, but that same attitude uh, that Job had, David, David has right here. He says, listen, if I'm supposed to keep the kingdom, God is going to bring me back into the city, and, and it will be mine. It, only one that can take it from me is the Lord God Almighty. If, 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 I'm supposed to, if it's supposed to go to, to Absalom, then he will take it from me and, and, and give it to him. All right. Verse 28. See, I will wait in the plains of the wilderness until the, world, uh, until the word comes from you to inform me. Let me back up to 27. The king also, <coughs> excuse me, the king also said to Zadok the priest, Are you not a seer? Return to the city in peace, and your, and, uh, your two sons with you, Ahimez, your son, and Jonathan, the son of Abathar. See, I will wait in the plains of the wilderness until the word comes from you to inform me. Therefore, Zadok and Abathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. So David went up by the uh, accent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went up. And he uh, had his head covered and went barefoot. And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up, weeping as they went up. Then someone told David, saying, uh, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Now it happened when David came to the top of the mountain where he worshipped God, there was Hushai, the archite, coming to meet him with his robe torn and dust from his head. David said to him, If you go on with me, you will, come, you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I was your father's servant previously, so I will also be your servant. Then you may defeat the counsel of Ahithophel for me. Now, what he's saying is he's saying, listen, David's put, putting his people back in, into, the, into the city, so to speak, spies. He's saying, I want you to go back. And he said, you, you've got enough uh, credit that you can discredit a, a, what Ahithophel says to Absalom. He said, I want you to go back. And he said, when you hear these things, I want you to go tell those two other boys because they're going to come inform me, and so I know what's going on. Okay? Verse 35, and do you not, know, uh, and do you, uh, not have Zadok and Abathar the priest with you there? Therefore it will be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall tell to Zadok and Abathar the priest. Indeed, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimez, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abathar's son. 
and by them you shall send me everything you hear. So Hishai, David's friend, went into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Now, we've got this big plot set up. And David is just patiently waiting. He's got all of his people, his followers who've been loyal to him, says that they all wept as they went up. I don't know if they were weeping because of their they've been exiled from the city. They weren't kicked out. David got them up and let them out. Or if they were weeping in a, in a way to, to, to worship the Father, there's times in our circumstances that it's healthy for us to go before God and just weep and just worship and just, just get into communion with Him so that when the time is right for Him to answer our circumstances, our hearts are ready. Our hearts are in a in a place where we can receive what he's what he's going to tell us, and and so David has sent these people back into the city, and and to to bring him word when as as things go on and 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 what they hear to to bring him messages back, and Absalom is sitting, well, he is we're going to see in the next chapter next week, but he he's just raising himself up putting himself in a place to take over where he thinks take over for David. But I want you to understand this morning that God ordains people in places. He ordains presidents. He puts people in places of leadership. They don't put themselves there. And Absalom is trying to put himself in a, in a position in which God hadn't placed him. And, and it's not going to work out. It never works out. It never will work out. And we're going to see in the, in the following chapters that, that he, he'll be removed. And the same thing applies in our life. As we go through our, as we go through our day-to-day lives, man, thing, things just seem to be going good sometimes. We think, man, we are just, we are just knocking, knocking this thing back. And, and that's when that pride starts to, to creep in. And there in a minute... We think that we had something to do with that success. When all of that success has been blessed to us from our Heavenly Father. And, and the moment that we take our eyes and focus off of who's, who's blessing us and, and, and giving us those blessings is when that old, that old pride root starts taking hold. And before you know it, we, we have elevated ourselves and put ourselves on a pedestal and, and we're going down the road thinking we're doing all this ourselves. And we forget what God's got, got in store for us. Or we forget maybe the road that he's got us going down. And then we hit the ditch. And when we hit the ditch, let me tell you something, it's a wreck. It is an absolute wreck. But what we must do is always, always remember in, in in our successes is give that glory and that praise to the Father because he's opened those doors. He's made those things possible. He is the one who, is, who has set us on a path of, of success and, and blessing us in our lives and to, to reaping what, what we've got going. And, and when, and when we, we let that old pride creep, uh, creep in, it, it's nothing but disaster ahead of us. It's nothing but disaster ahead of us. And as I said, as we, as we go through these chapters, we're going to see uh, 
what takes place. I hope each and every one of you this morning are, are recuperating. Uh, we have several, several who are ill in the church. It started with my family. Uh, I do not like doing these online-only services. It's uncomfortable, and uh, I like all of us being here together, and maybe just in a, a week or so we'll all be back together. And uh, But I want you to know that, that we're each and everybody in the church is praying for one another. Uh, I know most of you are on the Facebook site and, and see that, that we're all lifting each other up in prayer. And if anyone needs anything, uh, please reach out to us. Um, if you have prayer requests that maybe I don't know about, uh, please send those to me. Uh, you have my number. It's, on the, it's also on the, the Facebook site. Uh, but we love you. Uh, hope God continues to bless you. And uh, we're praying for each and every one of you. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you again, thankful that we can open your word together, even if we can't be here in person. Lord, it's much easier when we are in person to get to, to be together and love on one another and pray for one another. Uh, but we can't do that at this time. We just ask that you would reach out and just be in each and everyone's home. Lord, that they may feel your presence near and that, that you would just reach down and touch them with your healing power. Lord, we just pray for those who have been on our prayer list that have other circumstances in their lives that they need, they need your presence as well, Father. We just ask that you would continue to protect us. Guide us, I plead the blood of Jesus over this church and over this community. And Lord, I just pray for your guidance and direction for each and every one represented. These things I ask in Jesus' name, amen.